Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, my name is Bex and welcome to Getting Emotional. Every week I'll tell you about a brand new emotion, or rather, a feeling you might have felt but had no idea there was a name for. This week, it's Kaukakaipu. Yeah, so full disclosure, I find this one incredibly tricky to pronounce, but let's crack on and see what happens, shall we? Uh, So we are on holiday this week. Well, not quite. I mean, we're going on a podcast holiday. That's even better, right? Uh, Speaking of podcast holidays, little heads up, episodes of Getting Emotional are now going to come out every fortnight instead of every week. So when you plan your holiday, it's likely that you want to go somewhere you've never been before. Maybe for you that means the beaches of Hawaii, the grassy hills of New Zealand, or even the roller coaster on Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Putting it out there, I've only been to one of those three places myself. I assume you can probably guess which one. Yep, sign me up for a Kiss Me Quick hat, a massive tower with Strictly Come Dancing, and a donkey ride on the beach. It's Hawaii! Only kidding, it's, yes, it's Blackpool. Anyway, for that feeling of wanderlust, of wanting to go to a place you've never been to before, we have to make a quick pit stop in Finland because that's where today's word comes from. In Finnish, kauko means far away, and kaipu is a yearning. Together, they create, oh my goodness, let's see if I can pronounce it, kaiko kaipu, a word I'm hoping will get easier to pronounce the more I go along, uh, aka a craving for a distant land. It's like feeling homesick for a place, but a place we've never been to before. I guess this can manifest in different ways, perhaps as an urge to travel somewhere in particular on holiday, somewhere you've perhaps seen on TV and always dreamt about seeing in person. Or maybe it's an urge to travel to a country your family came from, to feel a sense of belonging. When talking about this, uh, American TV channel CNN noted, people of, say, Irish descent, who have never actually been to the country of their ancestry, may still experience an unexpected ache for it, as if they miss it. A strange contradictory sort of feeling, as you can't really miss some place you've never been. But I'm here to tell you, you can! Because my old friends, the Finns, have created this beautiful emotion for us. And if you're interested, Finland was also the inspiration for an episode in series one of this podcast, Sisu, with Dr. Hilary Vertinen and Claire Balding. Go and check it out. So earlier this year, after a years-long urge to visit New York, a place I had kind of created in my head out of bits of films and books and TV shows, I finally managed to scratch the itch. And my sense of kaukakaipu was fulfilled. So I really get this emotion. But what happens if this feeling is kind of how you make a living? Yeah, so I'm Lloyd. And I'm Yaya. And we're from Handbagger Journey. So we are travel bloggers um, who started... Well, it's probably... First to say it's like the weirdest career to have at the moment in the sense of like with COVID and everything. But we've been going for about six or seven, seven years. years. Seven years now, yeah. So yeah. we stay at travel blogging really as a hobby. It was just something fun. We loved to do while we were like studying and then later on working. And then over time, it just naturally grew organically and became like our jobs. And it's what we do full time now. Oh, my goodness. The absolute dream. Oh, wow. So what inspired you? I'm right in thinking you were in Cambridge when you first decided to travel. Yeah, so yeah, I was studying in Cambridge and I was doing my PhD in St. Andrews. And I was, we were also both living in Cambridge because I didn't really need to go to classes for my PhD. <laughs> 
But um, we would go, we would literally I mean, just be... The travel, I would say, even happened long before we even started blogging. It in did, fact, actually. If yeah. anything, I think it was because we traveled so much already that the blog would just seem like a natural next step. Right. So, before, I mean, we'd been traveling probably, what, five years before we even, even decided to even start blogging at all. And so we had hundreds of thousands of photos from so many different trips as well. Yeah. And I'm... I like a hoarder of photos. So <laughs> before we stay at the blog, we already had so much content and we just thought, okay, look, here's what we want to do. Almost like work through that, just like share all of our stories from the stuff that we've done already. And then, yeah, we never even got around to doing all of that because we just started doing more trips and we started traveling even more as well. So yeah, it was, I think, just a natural thing we wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, it was do. a natural curiosity for travel. And like, yeah. we, we always love to go places and experience new things. And I think it, we were just like easily set uh, based in Cambridge to take make the most of uh, reasonable flights. Yeah. And just be open to any destination, really. But five minutes to London. So yeah. <laughs> it's yes. like easy to so connect quick, to London. So where was the first place that you guys went together where you were like, this is it, this is the life for me. I want to blog about travel. Do you know, the, I, think I remember the first trip we did. I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> so it, was, it doesn't sound far flung or anything like that. And but, it wasn't actually. Yeah, so it was Amsterdam. And right. you know, I have the fondest memories. It's like what? Like a 40 minute flight? <laughs> um, but for us at that time, going together and like just it enjoying adventure, it, it was a huge adventure. Mm. Yeah, like, I think it was like just like a, um, a weekend. We leave on a Friday and then come back like, say, Sunday evening. And it was just getting to see somewhere new. And like, just I guess when, when we're doing it together, is I guess you get to see it through multiple sets of eyes yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. like some stuff maybe I would have missed out on I would have picked up on some stuff he would have missed out on I would have picked up on and you get that this whole experience but yeah I think that was the first one and then immediately after that I said as soon as we go back we're like okay right we've got to go like book Paris now and we book Brussels as well right after that <laughs> and yeah it was just this I don't know, this excitement is hard to kind of quantify I guess let's just say but like this excitement yeah I suppose it's like you know I, I can never pronounce it properly but you know that the the the, the nordic word like hig yes yeah like, yeah you know that, that kind of like like that kind of feeling of just like like content and happiness like i think for us like when we were in them moments of just like being in a situation experiencing things together and like kind of embracing where we were and like who we are as well it was just it was just a lovely lovely experience and that sounds so cheesy but <laughs> Love it. no don't apologize that's amazing yes. because this this word is a really interesting one the one i'm researching and i can never pronounce it so i apologize it's yeah. finnish i believe and it's uh kauku kaipu that's the closest i've got to pronouncing it kauku kaipu. and it's longing for a place that you've never been to it's kind of like an extreme wanderlust oh yeah yes. so yeah. i wondered like what draws you to a place what makes you book what made you book paris in brussels what was the reason I think some of it, I mean, to be fair, a lot of it is actually probably quite visual. Like, it's probably something we've seen in a movie or, say, in books or in a magazine somewhere uh, where we've seen something and just thought, hmm, I wonder what that would be like. And some other times, actually, even just a feeling. Mm. Like, just that feeling of, say, for instance, like, the thing that may make you want to go to sunny Greece is just that feeling of, what would happen if I just woke up today and just did nothing? Like, literally, those are my plans. Just <laughs> <laughs> nothing but just relaxing and having fun in the sun. And I think sometimes it is that, actually. A little bit is visual, but then a lot of it is also just trying to recreate a feeling, trying to see how it would feel like to just be that person or do this kind of thing. And, yeah, I, yeah. yeah a lot of that is really I think as well, it's like a lot of times as well, we can 
kind of look at places and decide where we're going based on emotions and stuff. So, mm. like, if we're going to, like, say, Maldives, which is quite far flung, like, obviously, it's, it's a more restful place to go to. Whereas I, can, I can't tell you any time I've been to New York, however much I love it and felt rested. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just whatever kind of emotion that we have at the time. Like, if we're feeling, like, a vibe and a buzz and stuff, we'll literally be like, okay, city break, let's go. Yeah. And to be fair to us as well, though, like, I think we have just a general curiosity anyway. So even if it was a place we'd never been to, which is how we used to travel, we would just literally look at what are the cheapest flights going away on specific days that we want to go away for. And then be like, yeah, let's just go there. And we'd never heard of it before. In fact, we'd have to literally be Googling the place and saying, what do you think about <laughs> Like, And I think for us then, it was just the, the flexibility also helped because it helped us discover new places as well. But yeah, we're just pretty open-minded, I guess, yeah. when it comes to travel. <laughs> it sounds like a natural curiosity that you have. And a lot of people don't have it. Like, you know, people don't like to travel, like to stay at home, but it sounds like you're genuinely curious about the world around you. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like, I don't feel like everybody has to be curious as well. But I do feel like if you do have that curiosity, there's nothing better than being able to actually, I guess, scratch that itch, being mm. able to actually discover the, the thing that's, you're curious about being able to actually then uncover it and figure out like, oh, how do I feel about this? And what is it like in real life? I think that's actually quite a nice thing to be able to do. Absolutely. But I also feel like with that kind of like idea of curiosity and stuff, it's such a subjective term. Yeah. So like one person's curiosity is somebody else's mundaneness. Yeah. So it's like, I actually love the fact that like when somebody says like, oh, they're going somewhere, it's already piqued somebody's curiosity to go and do it. Even if it's five miles down the road or 3,000 miles on a plane somewhere, like it's like... There's no travel that's less authentic for that curiosity, so yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, and Lloyd brought up some excellent points there. A sense of kakakaipu doesn't have to be a longing for somewhere far flung. That's not necessarily what makes travel worth it. It could be the village next to you. Just a feeling that maybe somewhere great is out there, waiting to be seen. I also wonder if a part of us is looking for a sense of belonging. A place that we might feel at home in, like this place we've been dreaming of might just be the answer to all of our problems. It's unlikely, I know, but when I went to New York, I remember thinking the same thing. I thought, well, maybe I'll find the answer. To what? I'm not entirely sure. But it certainly felt like maybe it was a city that could provide me with something I hadn't yet found in my life here in the UK. Joke's on me, though, because obviously that did not happen. I'll be sticking to Blackpool in the future, I guess. So the guys told me about their favourite trips, which included Lisbon and Canada, and it just seemed they're delighted to be able to get out and explore the world, whether it's drenched in sun or dusted in snow. But like I said, maybe we should also appreciate what's on our doorstep, which is handy because that's something they've already considered. Speaking of which, we wrote a book about that. Well, here <laughs> we go. Here we are. <laughs> oh, by the way, there's this incredible book called Hand Like a Journey, Great Britain. You need to check it out. <laughs> no, but um, I think... With the book, with the I'm sorry, with the travel in the UK as well, one of the things we've thought for years has been there's so much at home that is so incredible. But then again, like we were saying, like people just feel like you need to go far away for you to feel like your travel is actually worth it or like like Balance. you're properly traveling yeah. as well. And it's like there's so many incredible experiences here to be had at home. And I think we've been definitely making the most of that. And even where we live in London as well, there's so many spots that you know when you just see them you just drive past it and you think oh okay I'm cute. what is that but you don't really yeah. take the time to explore and I think people have definitely had a lot more time this year and I guess last year as well to be like oh, okay so 
you mean we've always had a beach that looks like this here? Or you mean like we've had incredible mountains here? Or do you know what I mean? Like, what is this hidden church in this corner somewhere? And I think that's kind of like a really lovely thing as we're getting to fall in love with home as well, because I think it makes you even appreciate what you have even more. And in some ways, I feel like it also boosts your own, your own, I wouldn't say your self-esteem, but yeah, it makes you feel like you live somewhere really incredible, which Absolutely. is always a nice feeling to have as well. I think that's what we do so well as well. Like when like when you travel and stuff, and especially in the UK, uh, just like any other kind of uh, country really, is like, it's important to remember that like places aren't static mm. in the sense of like they're always and forever changing. So even if you feel like, oh, I've been to Cornwall or I've been to the Lake District or I've been to Manchester, for instance, like, I assure you, if you go there like a, a year later, it will feel completely different because the makeup of these places changes constantly. Yeah. And I think that's that's ultimately why, for instance, why we've been to Amsterdam 10 times? <laughs> Nine or 10 times and had completely different experiences. I mean, if you go to the Lake District, for instance, right, on a sunny day, you will do totally different things compared to say if you went there when it was raining or if it was snowing as yeah. well. And they can both be great fun and they can both be exciting. Like one of them could be like this cozy getaway. The other one could be the adventure somewhere you're going hiking and paddleboarding and all that kind of stuff as well. So there's lots of places, like you're saying, yeah, places definitely do change as well. But then there's so many incredible places to explore at home here as well. And I think especially considering the fact that so we've traveled a fair bit as well. And then you look at how well catered some places are to tourists. Some places, like you just know they're not even built for tourism. They're not prepared for it. Because like you're just walking in this dangerous path where you're just like, I don't think anybody should be walking this path. This doesn't seem safe. This feels scary right now. And I think the UK, and there's some other, there's lots of other countries that actually do this quite well, where they're very much like catered to people that want to explore quite well. They're like this, signposts to get you where you need to go to this information mm-hmm. the locals are on hand to help you out as well and there's lots of stuff that actually makes it so much easier to have fun as well and i guess that's one of the things that we also quite like because honestly there's no life doesn't need to be any harder than <laughs> it doesn't need to be harder at all like, i'll take the easier option and if you can make my job easier make my make me have fun easier then i'll take that really Oh, 100%. I tell you what, I I know very well the Lake District on a good day and a bad day. I have, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen that in all weathers. Absolutely right. Now, tell me, before I let you go, I mean, you've talked about making things kind of accessible and affordable. What is your top tip for traveling? Because I'm sure that people listening right now will be absolutely desperate to find out. <laughs> um, I've, I've got, go we've got different ones. Um, mine, I think, this is, yeah, mine would probably be to be, Flexible. I think sometimes, I think some the, the flexibility allows you to make the most of a situation. So don't lock yourself into this idea. If you want to go somewhere, right, maybe, fine, pick the place that you want to go to. So you want to go to Cornwall or you want to go to France or you want to go to Greece, whatever it is, right? That's fine to say, okay, I want to do that. But when the flexibility helps is be flexible around the dates, mm-hmm. be flexible around maybe say some of the places you might want to go and explore there as well. That flexibility just means that if situations change or so there's a better opportunity elsewhere, you're not just so tunnel vision that you miss that as well. And I think that's something that's helped us really had a great have a great time whenever we've traveled is just that flexibility to think, oh, actually, I was going to do X, but Y actually looks like a better option. So I'm going to do that instead. And I think, yeah, that really does help when you want to travel and explore the world, really. Yeah, and I suppose for me, it's about setting expectations of places, which sounds a bit mm-hmm. fluffy, but I think sometimes like, um, and we're all guilty of it. You know, you can you can think, oh, I want to go to New York and it's going to be this hive of activity. I'm going to have that Carrie Bradshaw moment of sex in the city. You, yeah, do you know sure. what I mean? 
we all set these kind of like expectations about what a place is before we go. But one of the biggest things I feel like I've learned over the last few years has been to, it's not about lowering the expectations, but being open to your expectations changing. And I feel like if you are willing to do that when you travel, it opens the world to completely new places that you would never think of. And it's such a, a rich kind of like warming experience that yeah. you leave in such a like, wow, I would never have thought of doing this or I would never have thought of going here, but it was incredible. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the only time I've ever been disappointed with the destination has been the time when I showed up expecting it to just be one specific thing. And I, I can even say which one it was. It was right. Milan. And I should have thinking, oh, my God, it's Milan. Fashion capital of Italy is going to be this. I don't even know what I was expecting, <laughs> really, now that I'm thinking about it. I think I thought it was just going to be this incredible kind of city and stuff. And then we got there and it rained the entire time. It wasn't the Italian oh. sunshine I was expecting because it was also cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was like all these things that I'd built up in my head, built up in my head about what it was going to be like. And then you get there and instead of just appreciating the stuff that you could do, like the galleries that you could have explored, there are other things we could have done. I was just like, but I want that version of Italy and stuff. And then I think after that trip, I was like, okay, look, the problem wasn't the city. The city was doing what the city was doing. The problem was I showed up expecting to be something. And it's almost like you have to open your mind to what the world is rather than just trying to make the world fit into this little box that you've created. Really. I mean, that's good advice, right? Avoid any further holiday disappointments with that right there. Maybe in a post-COVID world where we haven't been able to travel, you have extreme wanderlust for just about everywhere. Just somewhere that's basically not your bedroom. Or perhaps you have an intense feeling for a specific place that you feel like you'd belong in, if only you got the chance to visit. That place could be thousands of miles away or a thousand metres away. It could be your New York, it could be your Blackpool. But if you're feeling an urge to visit it, the Finnish know exactly how you feel, and if I can pronounce it, we can all go home happy. The feeling is... Kaukakaipu. Yes! This was getting emotional, and that was, let's do it one more time, Kaukakaipu. Big thanks to Hand Luggage Only for helping me out and for telling me about their amazing adventures. The boys were brilliant. You can find them on Insta at Hand Luggage Only. You can also find me there as well at Getting Emotional Podcast and on Twitter at Get Emotional Pod. That's it from me. See you soon.